Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back to the Silver Fortune podcast. So I got a bit of a heavy topic today. I'm talking about physical silver. And and to be frank, I've I've been doing some thinking and I've really come around on this. And, and I know that a lot of you aren't going to like what I'm about to say, but I've come to the conclusion that physical silver is a scam and it's not a good investment and it's not a good asset for any sane person to own. All right. Do I have your attention yet? Okay. No, that's not where I'm going with this. And I know the title comes off as a little negative. The number one downside to buying physical silver. Silver is not a scam. Personally, I don't think it's a bad investment. Personally, I don't think it's insane to buy physical silver. However, there is one big downside that I want to talk about today. And that is premiums. We're going to dig into premiums today when it comes to physical silver. When you're getting into the physical silver market, or for those that are already in it, premiums can be a bit of a hard pill to swallow. You look at the price and you look at how much you're going to be paying, you know, the spot price, and you look at the price of the actual silver that you're buying. And it's like, well, hang on a second. Like, why does it cost so much more? And, and especially for those that have been in the silver market for some time, people that remember when you could regularly get silver for, you know, less than a dollar over spot, if you were patient and if you knew, you know, the right time to buy, um, looking at the premiums today, it's even a bigger pill to swallow. And that's why a lot of people say, you know, when I'm, I'm, I or many other people are talking about the price of silver, usually referencing the spot price. Um, they, they talk about, and I'll acknowledge it, that it's true that, that there's a disconnect between physical silver, as far as you and I are concerned, coins and bars that we're buying off the market and the spot price of silver on the COMEX or whatever given exchange. But premiums are a big deal and, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And they have risen significantly lately. And notice that in the title of this podcast, I did not list Gold, because gold does not have this problem to the same extent as silver. Now, there's a bit of a caveat with that that will come a little bit later, uh, specifically that w- when you're looking at premiums for gold, they can be very high. They, they can be high for any, you know, silver or gold if, if you're not buying the right product, if you're buying a high premium product. Um, and they can be high for gold if you're looking at fractional gold, half ounce quarter ounce, 10th ounce gold. But if you're looking at the larger amounts, one ounce, um, then then the premiums are much lower. Even when you compare it to a comparably priced silver product, such as a 100 ounce bar. But let's jump into it here. Um, I'm going off the prices here off of, well, I'm going to start off here with JM Bullion. I'm not going to go through every major online dealer they're similar. Some have things that go on sale from time to time. Uh, many of these um, have their any quantity price for you know their ten ounce or one ounce 
bars or rounds and and uh, you know those are, are certainly a good opportunity a lot of times the price you see quoted on these websites are not based on any quantity but actually based on a really high quantity and I'll be talking about that here as well um, but but I'm just gonna go off this as a rule of thumb yes I mean there's probably a way to find them cheaper on some of these websites uh, but that's not always a guarantee and and you know, another thing that I want to talk about today, a reason for you guys to stay tuned to, to later, is that I want to talk about how you can mitigate the effect of these premiums on your assets and on your investment. Because ultimately, I want each and every one of you to be able to buy more silver, and I want you to get more bang for your buck if you do end up cashing out $4. Now, I know many of you, that's not your plan. You're waiting for something different. Either you're bartering this for something else, or you're, you're cashing out into some other currency and at some undetermined point in the future. Fine. Um, but for those that are looking to cash out into dollars at some point in the future, then, then stay tuned. I want you to get more for your investment because, hey, I mean, what's worse than, than getting a hundred percent return, for example, on your investment, but having 20% of that taken away just because of premiums. And, and the really sucky thing about premiums is that they can go in both directions. And what I mean by that is that, Buyers tend to pay a premium, but when you're selling back to a online dealer or sometimes even your local coin shop, I should say sometimes, oftentimes your local coin shop, you you, you get paid spot or less for generic stuff. If, if you're selling certain coins or certain bars, you might get spot or higher, uh, but but it's almost always going to be lower than the premium it paid initially. So starting out here, this is what I'm talking about when I say high premium. Um, there is a, uh, on Jam Bullion, they have a product. It's their 10-ounce silver bar. It's their any silver bar, any 10-ounce silver bar that they get that was sold to them by somebody else or that they bought um, on the wholesale market. Their price, their lowest price that you can get for these is $255.90. That translates to $25.90. And as I'm recording this, silver, the ask price that they have listed is $22.50. That's $3.09 over spot. And when you run the math on that, that is a 13.7% premium that you're paying on this silver. If you look at something like an American Eagle, it's even worse. This is the 2021. Now I know the price for American Eagles can be a little more variable, but the 2021, their lowest price, and by the way, this is if you buy 1,500 of them, not many people are gonna be able to do that all at once. You're looking at $32.39 per coin. That's $9.89 per coin. And if you're only getting between 119, you can raise that premium by $2, that's $11.89. For the 10 ounce, if you're just buying, you know, like one 10 ounce bar, um, we're, we're, talk, we're talking another 50 cents over a spot, so $3.59 over a spot. But for that American Eagle, even if you're buying 1,500 plus American Eagles, that's a 43.9% premium. I mean, can you imagine this in any other, and this isn't me down, talking down silver or anything like that but but could you imagine this let's say in the stock market and there's a stock market quoted out there for fifty dollars there's a stock you know buy one share of the stock for fifty dollars or that's the quoted price but to buy it you have to pay sixty dollars because there's a premium with it no, nobody would do that right and yet this is the silver market and i get it i'm not going to defend the silver um dealers because some of them do gouge or the entire market can move up in terms of premiums. I think the premiums have stayed elevated for maybe a little too long, 
post-COVID and some of the other high demand periods, for instance, earlier this year, I don't think they should still be this high, but it doesn't really matter what I think. That's what they are. Um, the, the game for you and I is, you know, wh where can we find those premiums at, at a lower spot? But how about the 100 ounce bar? 100 ounce bar, um, JM Bullion, there's actually per ounce is more expensive than the 10 ounce bar. Uh, granted, that's if you're buying 50 plus 10 ounce bars, which again, most people aren't. But even if you look at 10 to 19 10 ounce bars, um, it's, it's, uh, it's only like 20 cents cheaper per ounce. Um, so I actually found a hundred ounce bar that was on sale and this will be ready to ship tomorrow, December 7th. This is from AppMax, actually, a different dealership here. And for their five plus, if you're buying five plus of these at once, the lowest price you can get on this is 25, uh, 2,541. Um, so somebody can do the math on that. That's like, uh, $2 and 91 cents, I think, over spot. Okay. Uh, so again, that's, um, that's a very similar premium to the 10 ounce bars. Not a whole lot lower than that. And again, to compare this to gold, JM Bullion, they have the, the lowest premium that I could find in stock for their one ounce was a one ounce. And, and maybe I'm, I, I got this all wrong, but I think this was the lowest, lowest premium here. And I'll double check here. It was their one ounce Argor Horaeus gold bar. Okay. $1,856.11. There's several different bars in that. And Valkabi makes one. Um, there's a couple other bars that are only a couple dollars more expensive if you wanted one from Credit Suisse. Um, Royal Canadian Mint, Valkambi, um, um, the Britannia, the Golden Britannia, Kangaroo. Okay, so those are all pretty similar price. Okay, but the lowest one, 1856.11. Uh, and, and that compares to a gold price of that they're listing, a gold ask price of $1,786.12. That's a premium of, wait for this, 3.9%. Three. 0.9%. So, so, so when you go and buy it, you go on their website and you're like, okay, this is $69.99 per ounce over spot. And that's, by the way, if you're buying 25 plus, but it's not a whole lot more if you're only buying one. Okay. But my point stands here, um, $69.99 per ounce over spot sounds like a lot. But let's compare this to silver for a second. The, the silver to gold ratio is almost 80 to 1 right now. So if you're paying roughly $70 per spot for an ounce of gold over spot for an ounce of gold, that's the equivalent of paying less than a dollar over spot for an ounce of silver. And again, you could say, well, what about, you know, never mind a one ounce silver bar. What about a hundred ounce silver bar? But even if you look at a hundred ounce silver bar, as I said, you're paying closer to $3 over spot, which would be the equivalent of um, you know, $3 over spot for silver, that'd be equivalent of, of over $200 over spot for gold. Again, if you're looking at the 100 ounce bar on JM Bullion, actually, this is on AppMax, 12.9% premium. For this gold one ounce bar, 3.9% premium. I know these numbers aren't perfect because, um, I'm going off of the highest quantity, right? And there's some discrepancy. For example, there's a $6 discrepancy for, for gold per, per ounce. $6 cheaper per ounce if you're buying 25 plus, And I realize most of you aren't. If you're just buying one ounce of gold, um, it'd be $6 more per, per ounce. But but the point stands, that's still less than a dollar over spot, you know, if, if, if the same per percentage premium was applied 
to silver. That's a, that's a big downside for silver. So let's talk about this. Does this mean that silver is a scam? No. Does it mean physical silver is a scam? No. I've said time and time again that physical silver has a lot of advantages over physical, uh, over digital silver. Digital silver being silver that is held in a vault in some off, you know, off site location, Canada, the Cayman Islands, Singapore, whatever. It has some advantages over SLV or even PSLV, the, uh, you know, Sprott equivalent. It's not an equivalent. That's not a good term at all, actually, for it. It, it, it has a ton of advantages over SLV, but, but it, you know, it, physical silver in your possession has an advantage over that. There's, there's a couple major ones. First of all, they are silver, physical silver offers you some liquidity in your investments or your savings, whatever you count it as, but not as much liquidity as something in the stock market. Meaning I find people are more likely to hang on to it for a longer period of time and be less willing to sell it. Because it takes a little bit of work. You gotta go down to the local coin shop or go online and find a buyer. And, uh, that takes time. And, and most people don't, don't do that as readily as if it was something you could easily click and sell on a exchange or on some, you know, vaulting service. Many of them allow you to basically sell it and, and get that cash deposited onto your account, um, in a very similar manner. Um, second of all, if, if, you know, crap hits the fan and and things kind of fall apart well hey guess what you have you have that physical silver physical gold in your possession it's not you know 3000 miles away you don't have to hope for delivery you also don't put yourself at risk for um let's say and and I'm putting on my tinfoil hat here but hey what if and this has happened multiple multiple times in the past what if this company that is holding silver or holding gold for me doesn't actually have it and they just say they do or they only have a small fraction of what they say they do? Um, you're kind of out of luck there, right? You're out of luck if you fall into You don't have to worry about that if it's physical silver. Now, granted, physical silver, physical gold, it can get stolen. That's the other downside is, is theft and, and the safety hazard that it can pose for you and your family. Because if you have $150,000 worth of silver sitting underneath your bed or in a vault, well, guess what? If somebody finds out about that, you know, maybe 99 out of 100 people won't act on that. But but there's that one person that might act on that. And, and if you're lucky, it'll happen when you're gone. But it could happen when you're at home. And and I get it. You know, we, we can all love to say that, like, hey, we, you know, we'd be there with a gun and we'd defend that silver. And but but um, it's not so easy defending against somebody when when you don't know when they're going to show up or how many of them are going to show up. And it could happen anytime between now and a year from now, right? Are, are you prepared to say that you are going to be vigilant and, and ready to respond to some invader in your home? I'm ranting here. I understand that. But but there are downsides to physical silver. You got to be discreet about it. You got to be, have a safe location for it. You got to keep your mouth shut about it, right? But, but again, um, there's other advantages to it over the digital form. Um, the crap is the fan. I talked about that. Um, you don't have a counterparty risk of the company or the exchange. Um, how about confiscation? If it's housed offshore somewhere in some different country uh, or north of the border, you don't have to worry about confiscation. Even if confiscation happened here in the United States, you don't have to worry about that to the same extent because if if a country decided to confiscate physical silver or physical gold, the first place they would look would be the exchanges and the vaulting services, not, you know, your uh, 
your individual safe. Maybe eventually, but but you know, boating accidents could, could happen between now and then, and 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 that would be a maybe a good enough excuse. Um, but so so there are downsides to silver, but there's also a lot of upsides to physical silver over digital silver. How do you mitigate this? How do you mitigate this? These premiums? Well, first of all, patience. I think patience is really important, and and finding deals, finding deals that you trust. I'm not saying buying off of any random person off of the internet that that advertises some coins, some some bars, whatever. Um, a lot of those very well may end up being fake, especially if it looks too good to be true. If it's three dollars under spot, then it's you know hey, it's probably too good to be true, right? But finding a local coin shop, um, Facebook groups, Reddit groups, and, and probably many other forums out there, and, uh, and and of course online dealers shouldn't be you know discounted either. They can run some really good deals sometimes on on silver and gold. It certainly seems like the deals just aren't what they used to be in terms of premiums. I don't even look at them that often anymore because they tend to be well. I'm not as much of a buyer these days either, but but they tend to be not as um, attractive in terms of premiums as they were in the past but hey it's an option right and if you're if if you're like me and you see silver going much much higher in the future you know a three dollar premium per ounce of silver isn't that big of a deal if silver gets to a hundred dollars but i'd still rather pay a three dollar premium instead of a four dollar premium i'd rather pay a two dollar premium than a three dollar premium per ounce so find a good buyer uh, or a good seller that's going to be both trustworthy and offer you good prices um, know what you're buying and, and know whether or not that's, that premium is justified. And if it's not justified based on what you'd expect to sell it for, then have a good reason for paying that premium. What I mean by that is if you're buying, let's say something from the Perth Mint, okay? And it's, you know, a lot of their stuff tends to be higher premium. Um, their kangaroos, pretty low premium, right? But if you look at like their kookaburras or some of their other stuff, it, it's higher premium per ounce. And if you're not expecting to get that same premium back, oftentimes you will or more if you wait long enough. But if, but if, you know, you're buying something that maybe won't get that same premium back, poured silver is another great example, then have a good reason for it. Poured silver is great. It's, it's unique. Yeah, there's a lot of craftsmanship that go into, goes into it, but, you know, you got to be real with yourself and, and know that you might not get that premium back. And maybe that's fine with you, but but be understanding of what you're buying. A Silver Eagle is another great example. Like I said, Silver Eagle right now on Jam Bullion is selling for a 43.9% premium. If you're buying 1500 or more at a time, if you're buying a roll, you know, 20 of them, um, you're, paying, you're paying even an even greater premium than that. Um, are you going to get that premium back? Uh, maybe. Maybe. But but don't be so sure. I mean, when you're buying generic silver or when you're buying, you know, there's certain products that, that as you do your research, you'll know that you'll get that premium back. Or if you're buying a low premium thing to begin with, then you don't even have to worry about whether or not you're going to, you know, get a higher premium. If you're buying generic silver, hey, you're probably, if you, if you're selling like over the internet, to you know on a Facebook group or a Reddit group or something, maybe you'll get that same premium back. If you're selling to like your local coin shop, just just be ready to to take that loss, that one, two, three dollars of premium. You might not get that back. That's just the fact of the matter. But but at least you're only paying, paying you know two, three dollars over spot that you might not get back rather than 
$8 over spot and maybe you only get $1 over spot back when you sell these, you know, Silver Eagles. Not even $8, almost $10 over spot. Um, again, if you're buying 1500 or more at once. So, um, you know, be, be, you know, think these things through ahead of time and know exactly what you're buying. And, and the last bit of advice that I would have for you, I got two more things. One more thing is, is find, figure out where you're selling. Is it your local coin shop? What do they pay? Do they pay reasonable prices? Reasonable prices? I know I have two in my area. One pays very reasonable prices buying stuff back from me. The other does not. I, I shouldn't say that. He pays somewhat reasonable prices, but it's, it's, it's significantly lower per spot that he pays me for silver. His prices are also tend, tend to be higher. It's just his business. Maybe he pays higher taxes in one city versus the other guy, whatever. But, um, Know who you're selling to. Is it going to be online? Know that if you're selling online to an online dealership or especially on like Facebook groups or Reddits, um, you're not going to maybe have that same ease of transaction. You have to factor in shipping costs if the, if the buyer isn't paying for them. You have to factor in time. It's going to take a little while longer to sell those those items. Um, the final thing is, is, you know, bigger picture here. I'm talking about the number one downside to physical silver. The bigger picture here, though, is what is your investment thesis around physical silver? Because if you're the type to think that silver is going to $80, $100, $150, $500 an ounce, whatever, the dollar is falling apart. And selling it for, for paper, for cash, for dollars is not in your game plan, which I think is a totally realistic game plan, by the way, um, then, then maybe this doesn't matter to you as much. But if you're, you know buying it today and, and you might be selling at $50 an ounce, then then be real and know that that premium is something that you have to take into account. Paying a 13, 14, 15% premium right off the bat that you might not get back, that is cutting back into any you know potential dollar denominated profits that you're looking at. But on the other hand, if you're looking at silver going much, much higher, or if you're looking at, you know, maybe similarly the dollar going much 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 lower because of inflation then you know these things don't matter quite as much in the whole scheme of things and and uh you know if uh, trying to avoiding physical silver altogether or or silver period but physical silver in particular because of the premium and and losing out on an opportunity to protect your you know your wealth protect some of that purchasing power in the future, you know, you're, you're kind of giving up a lot there in order to try and avoid some premiums, which I understand are, are much higher than they used to be percentage-wise. It's, it's natural to expect them to be higher dollar-wise because, you know, for a long time, silver wasn't above $20 an ounce, and now it is. But premiums have risen significantly in terms of percentage. So be patient. I don't see these premiums coming down anytime soon. I think that's one. This Again, none of this should be taken as investment advice, but I will say that I don't see these premiums coming down significantly in the future. Um, maybe a small amount. Like Maybe we'll see $3 drop to $250 over a spot, you know. But I, I expect... I expect them to go higher once again. They have been much higher in the past year or two, and I expect them to go higher again. I expect us to have silver shortages. Um, first of, of these investment-grade silver, uh, coins and bars and whatnot, um, eventually COMEX, denom- or COMEX bars 
thousand ounce bars and whatnot and eventually more broadly speaking physical silver we're going to have a shortage i think and uh and and you better believe that premium is going to go much much higher than that and and hey if that's part of your investment idea into physical silver then hey you might be paying three dollars premiums on that generic silver now but you might get ten dollar premiums back i'm just saying hypothetically if you're especially if you're selling in a large enough quantity because you might be selling to a, a coin dealer or to some you know wholesale buyer online, let's say you're selling 100 ounces, 1,000 ounces, they might pay $10 over spot because they might be selling to somebody else for 15 over spot, somebody that needs that physical silver, um, whether it's for investment purposes or for you know manufacturing or something like that. So anyways, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this this um, podcast down below in the comment section. I hope the, uh, the beginning didn't spook you guys at all, and, and I hope... I still can count you all as subscribers. And hey, by the way, if you aren't a subscriber, what the heck is going on with that? <laughs> um, I, I'd love to have you on board. Um, I have so many awesome guys and gals that have supported me over the years here on this uh, podcast. And, and I'm looking forward to finishing this year strong and, and 2022 to you know be one of my best years yet here. So I'd love to have you along for that journey and, and staying tuned for even more um, content. So as always, thank you each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's podcast and God bless.